Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, everybody. Episode 171 of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Topic for today, how to view your business profit and what to actually do with it with Craig Minter. How are you doing, Craig? Yeah, I'm very well, Darren. Yourself? Very well. Thank you for joining me. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, no, excited to have a chat and always happy to, to share little tidbits with, with the people out there. Oh, fantastic. It's going to be a fun one. So for everybody always. out there, Craig is a new age CFO who takes a very different approach to helping business owners make sense of their numbers. Yes, he's a certified practicing accountant. He's worked in and with health, private sector and not-for-profit organizations in Australia and abroad for over 20 years. He's managed the financial direction of startups through to nationally recognized organizations with turnovers of over 200 million. He spent his life living in spreadsheets, demystifying numbers for those he works with. But the difference is that Craig is a mastery level profit first professional, leveraging business owners, human behavior and unique money code with money archetypes to unlock the shackles many face around money. Ultimately, ensuring business owners feel safe and secure with money and enabling them to grow their business through focusing on their zone of genius. Man, that sounds great. Money archetypes and all this magical stuff. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun stuff. And it's yeah, uh, not, a, not a typical accountant and a background yeah. that a lot of people follow. So um, yeah, I love that sort of stuff. I've actually done a few, I've had a few other guests that spoken a little bit about money archetypes it's going to be interesting to see what you know where you come across and how that all fits in with what i've learned so far which is fascinating stuff yeah cool more than happy to share and yeah give you a perspective on how we utilize it and leverage it at the end of the day but uh, tell us a bit about your story i mean how did you fall into this line of work what what do you love about what you do yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one, Darren. It's um, a long and varied sort of little path that come to the sort of consulting and financial consulting that I do this day. But, you know, I did follow the typical, you know, come into uh, accounting way of the world. So I became an accountant straight out of uni and and working in many different large organisations, sort of management accountant, finance managers and, and these sorts of things. And, you know, would always be working and talking numbers and have people come in going, ah, I've got all this money. What do I do about it? And I'd be like, okay, put the, put the financials, put the spreadsheets aside. Let me worry about that. Yep. What's your problem? What do you want to do? Where do we want to get to? And it's all about having the conversations, having the relationships and those sorts of things. And, you know, through many years worked in, you know, a number of the organizations that you, you mentioned there before and, you know, enjoyed it, but also then got to a point of living in a lot of big um, corporate, just wanting to have more of an impact um, and, you know, be more at the coalface and, you know, wanted to do something a little bit differently. So I got out of um, that world for a while and decided to go a little bit left field and started my own business here around meditation and mindfulness. Ooh, um, so so yeah. I went a little bit left field there Love and, um, you know, had a, had a myriad of experiences with that startup, you know, learn a 
bunch of lessons and, you know, it at a point where we've got a lot of traction and a lot of social traction. People are helping people with um, tinnitus and ear condition yep. where people are buzzing in their ears yep. and, and the like. Um, yep. But at the end of the day, didn't that produce the, the money that we were hoping to as well. So, you know, the rejig was then learn a lot in startup, a lot about growing and awareness and all those things background in financial accounting and those sorts of things, marry these together and sort of went, hey, we can start to help people with a um, with a different sort of perspective on, on how to manage finances. And, you know, and then you touched upon the journey then took me into two worlds of one around profit first being a behavioral approach to, to managing the money um, within business. And then also money mindset, money archetypes, money mind growth, and I was just like, wow, these two things just both resonated with me so much. And I was like, okay, cool. This is taking things to a whole different level with being able to help people sort of really get in tune with themselves, what their goals are, how they behave and how they work. And, you know, not needing to be a math genius or a financial genius to, to know how they need to run their business financially. And so, yeah, that's gotcha. basically been the the process to come to where I am and what I do today. And I love that because obviously your background in and your interest in mindfulness and meditation is kind of grounded in self-awareness and helping other people understand what it is they want to achieve with their money. It's not just about making money for money's sake. So it's a beautiful marriage between, you know, what are we going to do with this money in line with what do you want to do with your life? Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, you've hit it. You've hit the nail on the head. It is that whole purpose. So, at the end of the day, if anybody, we all started businesses for a reason, yeah. um, and we sometimes often quickly get away from that um, once we get into the all the things you've got to do yeah. as your business owner. But it is, yeah, very much having that at the heart. Of, well, at the end of the day, what are we trying to achieve? And okay, cool. Now we can sort of work through that and reverse engineer. Well, what do we actually need financially for a business to do to do that? Yeah. And just make sure that there's alignment with you know that we're working in you know uh, what feels right for us as well rather than you know we're drawn off to do this or yeah. you know all these sorts of things we can sort of pull that all together yeah because a business can get to a point where it starts to run you around and take control of your life and then you think to yourself after so many years well what the hell am i doing <laughs> yeah well what do i do it for you yeah. know at the end of the day whether it's the time whether it's the money whether it's whatever it is well has that actually really happened and has it actually worked for yeah. me to be the vehicle that I want it to be to do whatever I want to do, whether that's outside the business or what people might use their business for, if it's, you know, aligned very closely to their passion, then cool, you can do a lot of stuff through it. But also for a lot of people, it's the business is a vehicle to be able to create a certain lifestyle to do other things. Um, and so, yeah, being able to marry that all together is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Wow. That's good stuff. Um, so then when we talk about business profit, I mean, what, what does that mean to you? And what do you talk about with your clients when you start talking about business profit? Because obviously, you know, from a generic terms, it means business profit, but obviously <laughs> it's going to be a very different interpretation, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting point because there's a couple of different angles here that come from. And, you know, from a, from a simplistic idea, you know, business profit, when there is some there, you know, it means freedom, it means lifestyle, it means choices at the end of the day. Um, and looking at it from that perspective, it's one angle that we kind of look at it. Um, what a lot of people find when they look at profit, it's, it's that kind of afterthought notion. It's like, hey, cool, we're off doing all this 
which um, activity in yeah. our business is and we're producing revenue yeah. and, you know, but then like, oh, we've got to spend all this money. We spend all this money and then, you know, if people choose to look at their financial reports, you know, <laughs> the profit's kind of the what happens, whatever, whatever is the yeah. leftover uh, at yeah. the end of that as well. And, you know, even if there's profit sitting there on a report, a lot of people go, yeah, well, that's profit, but where's the cash? That's where's the it. cash of that? Like, uh, and I'll speak to their trustee, I'll account and account and say, oh, you've already already spent that and that's already gone here, gone there and all the rest of it. And that's so right. for us and, and the way that we look at it is, well, ultimately profit is cash in the bank and that's the way we set things up with people. And we have this prioritization of profit so that we can have those things. It's the freedom of life. So um, simplicity around that. And so we make sure that we're setting up multiple buckets of money uh, and the like to have different bank accounts and the like. And one of those in the priority is let's put money aside to ultimately put aside to do what we want to do and the vehicle that we want it to be. Um, and that's, so when I talk about profit, that's kind of the, the couple of little pieces of the puzzle that we're, we're sort of pulling together to be able to, you know, ultimately, you know, it's like being an investor in your own business. We are all shareholders as a business owner. And, you know, if we go invest our hard-earned money in shares of a BHP or a Telstra, you know, we want to get the dividends from that. And the dividends of that is coming from their profit and their profit account. So we need to be able to do the same in our own business so that that can nourish us in what we need to do as well. And so it enlivens us to keep doing what we're doing rather than getting a bit, oh, this business isn't really doing what it needs to do for me and and those types of things. So, yeah, that's kind really, of... Really good point. Yeah, that's kind of what profit means to me. It is basically the cash that we're able to utilise to do what we want to do and give us all those things that I, I touch upon there. And ultimately, for me, it's, it's the choices. You know, it enables us to have choice in our life. Yeah, and it's, it's, the, it's the proactive management of profit rather than the reactive management of profit. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Because it is quite often that notion of, you know, I, I do plenty of talks and the like and say, well, how often do you look at your financial reports? And you say once a year and everyone's got their hands up and you go once a quarter. <laughs> I don't um, even understand them. I, I say, one, yeah, 100%. I have to talk to the accountant. So what does all this yeah, mean? <laughs> yeah, once a week and 100%. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know it. And therefore, I don't look at them. Yeah. But then you say, well, how often do you look at your bank account? And everybody's still got their hand up oh, daily, yeah. usually. Yeah. And it's like, so... <laughs> From a human behavior perspective, why don't we leverage that? And if you're looking at your bank accounts every day, if you're looking at one big bucket of money, it makes no sense. But if you're sitting there saying, hey, cool, I've got a profit account here. I've got a tax account over here. I've got an owner's pay account here. And ultimately, I've got to run the business off the rest of the money that's left over because I know profit's there. I know the government's looked after no matter how much I don't like it, but the reality is it's a reality. Cool. Let's let's put it aside. It's like, okay. Cool. Based on however much money I've got coming in, I've got to operate it off this. Otherwise, I really don't have a sustainable business. And then if I don't, then I can see that far clearer and go, holy crap, I need to do something about this. What have I got to do? Have I got to right. spend less, make more money, get better margin, look at my pricing, all these things that then come off that I can do by looking at my bank accounts, which I'm looking at every day anyway. Right. And that can tell me the story of my business and my profitability. Yep. Um, more so than, 
you know, people that don't understand financial reports, um, don't look at them often enough and all these sorts of things. And so it's a, that's our, our approach and that's why we do look at things um, quite differently because it's, it's really centred around what's very natural for people to do because yeah. they're already doing that. It's kind of, it makes sense to kind of um, compartmentalise things and then that allows you to really have better indicators on exactly what's going on day to day. You can make 100. you can make judgments and decisions much faster and much more accurately when you know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Otherwise, you've got to wait for the tax return or the you know the pass or whatever. And by then, you know you might have you might be behind the eight ball. One hundred percent. You've already gone off and made ten other decisions that will impact yeah. the finances, and not knowing that what that actually really means, and, and it does sort of help you have the the, the finger on the pulse again from that cash perspective, which we all know you know cash is your lifeblood. Of businesses and it's why most businesses that you know everyone knows the percentages businesses fail and it's usually because of a cash flow issue and a cash flow challenge um so having that finger on the pulse of that is yeah uh, very powerful i mean in your um in your experience when you've started to speak to a lot of these people around this type of thing and just generally i suppose speaking to people about finance what percentage of people roughly do you think manage their money in that way and what percentage of people just do what everybody else does and says, that's my one bank account, uh, you know, leave it up to the accountant and that's the end of that. Yeah, unfortunately, at the moment, it's a very high percentage in the idea to run the way I'm running and haven't put a whole lot of forethought into it. Um, and, you know, that's been my, my experience. I think these there's more and more people, you know, profit first as a, as a concept, as a methodology and a notion is becoming more and more well-known um, around. There's more and more people like myself that are profit first professionals sharing the word, spreading the word around, looking at things a, a little bit differently and the like. Um, but, you know, yeah, most people know that when they start in business, they get told, go, go get an account. And, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. If you get a good one, awesome. You know, you might get a proactive one that does certain things, but unfortunately, majority of accountants are the, hey, cool, we've got to do the taxes, we've got to do the compliance, we've got to do all this statutory stuff, which mm-hmm. that needs to be done. Don't get me wrong, that's, that's very important to do as well. But also a lot of accountants don't have the time or the capacity to then be able to add that value. It's also not that they don't want to, no. it's just there is a lot of compliance and those sorts of things and, and the like. And then so having either an accountant or even you know, people like myself, I don't do tax accounting, for example. It's, hey, cool, let's build a financial team mm-hmm. around small business owners to say, cool, yes, you've got to have the accountant that does the tax compliance. It's useful to have a bookkeeper who will look after the transactions. And then, you know, people like myself add the layer of value on there is to understanding the day-to-day management of the cash flow and the day-to-day decision-making and, again, leveraging how to actually go about that. And it's something that quite often small businesses don't do because they worry about the expense, whereas though it's the reality is it's more of an investment. And that's that component of the end of the day, we want to make you know profitable investments in our business for all our decision making. Um, and yeah, so the, the percentages, it's um I would say shifting even in the in the time that I've been doing this, I've been doing this four or five years now. Um, yeah. And the like, and there's more and more people that have come across either profit first or even people of listening to barefoot investor on the on you know on the personal side of life. Yeah. It's a very similar concept, um, and so they may have tried to implement something like barefoot investor in their personal. They might have put one bank aside for for the tax, which is awesome. It's a great start, 
Um, but, you know, what I tend to find, if in doubt, open another bank account, you know, open, open one for different purposes. And this is all about, as we know in life, once we give something a purpose, if I've got a purpose to live longer because I want to see my great, great, grandkids in 50 years time grow up and all the rest of it, I'm going to live longer. There's so much science out there around it. So, you know, give our money a purpose, every bit of money that comes into a business, let's give that a purpose. Well, the purpose that is to cover the tax obligations. The purpose for this is to build our staff. Um, you know, you can work out different things and it's all about this purpose-driven approach to managing your money. I love it. I love it. I remember I read many, many years ago, um, and I've probably reread it, The Richest Man in Babylon. Have you read that book? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Such yeah. a great book. It's, okay. it's, it's similar yeah. to what you're saying. Nowhere near as, um, you know, probably uh, complex, but yep. theory was probably start thinking that way. Pay yourself yeah. first. 100%. Uh, I've, I'd read The Richest Man in Babylon before I came across Profit First. And then as soon as I started reading uh, the book Profit First, I was like, this is richest man in Babylon for the new age business. Yeah, exactly. uh, 100%. It's a great concept, great philosophy, and yeah, highly recommend any of those yeah. any of those books if people want to sort of start to um, turn the cogs around, you know, a bit more detail about what we're talking here, here today. I love it. I love it. Fascinating. So tell us more about this money code and the money archetypes and what's all this about? Yeah, so that's, a, that's another way of leveraging natural human behaviors. And, you know, I, I came across, um, you know, sacred money archetypes from um, a fellow networking uh, person, Kathleen, and she started talking about money mindset. And I sort of went, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. So, you know, I, I learn about it, I learn about my own unique um, money archetypes and the impacts that they have on me. Um, and basically at that point in time, it did some amazing stuff for me in a, um, personal sense, you know, like, you know, uh, I wrote a recent blog about it, me and my wife, you know, we had very different, um, you know, money mindset and the like. And so it gave us a whole new language to be able to talk to each other about money. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm often, you know, in a, what we call a maverick sort of way, just, carefree, happy to take risks. And my wife at the other end of the scale is conservative, accumulate money. And so we had this sort of common language that we could sort of talk to and it changed, you know, home life whenever we were talking about money, which was brilliant. But, you know, I'd parked it there. It solved a need at the time and I hadn't sort of leveraged it or transitioned into my business life um, until, you know, I call COVID 1.0 came around and I was, deep in clients, you know, in a cash flow forecast tool that we've created for around profit first and what we'd, you know, we're daily talking in about all these things and there was just so much money mindset and challenges that people were having. We we're talking a whole lot about money mindset. Mm. And so then it's like, oh, those learnings started to start to reverberate in the back of my mind. And so I sort of delved back into that world of, of, of money archetypes and it's, it is this notion of that within all of this, these, you know, certain influences that we have on us um, in how we think about money, how we operate, what drives us, what challenges we've got, and our own unique mix of those will determine, you know, how we do a lot of things and how we make decisions um, in life and in and in business. And, you know, so then to start to learn and understand that and, and talk with clients then about cool understanding what their money codes were 
and you know marry that in together with say something like profit first it just gives you a great holistic picture as to and touch upon different bank accounts for example in the practical sense of that is you know somebody like me being a maverick it's you know useful to have a safety net account so build up a safety net account so that all of a sudden it's like it's okay if you can be you know, comfortable with risk and do a few things, but chip away and make sure you've got the safety and security there to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got people that are, what would be classy, an alchemist, um, you know, very creative with money and, you know, very altruistic, you know, you can really- Experimental you, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, correct, correct. And you can really um, nourish those people by, you know, having money put aside for, you know, a a giving or a gift or a um, type of account where they can feel their very altruistic nature being able to give back and, and all these sorts of things. And so by marrying the two and getting to know people, you know, since their money DNA, yep. we can have really good conversations to know, well, I totally understand you. I, I know where you're at and I really get the picture of, you know, what's the inner desire to be able to achieve what I want to achieve. And so, you know, even learning that from your own aspect, it's like, okay, cool. You start to look at some of the decisions you've made a little bit differently. And it's like, okay, I'm very conscious that I've got my Maverick over here. I've got my <laughs> Alchemist here. I've got that. And it's like, okay, I can see why I'm pulled towards that, but I've got to acknowledge, oh, I've got to be conscious of the other areas I need to nourish as, as well within that. Right. Um, I, think, so, I think that's absolutely fascinating because, you know, thinking about particularly if you're in a relationship or you're married you know, it's a co-journey, you know, you're doing it, you're doing, you're going through life together, you're making decisions together. So a lot of the time, if there are two archetypes that are opposing, it can cause trouble. Yeah. But if you can really understand that, and then the more conservative person can say, all right, let's, let's do a deal. Here's your account for your maverick work. And here's my account for my, for my safety net. You can do whatever you want with that account. And as long as we have this one, we're all good. So that's yeah. just something as simple as that can make all the difference. 100%. There, there's very practical applications to that. And, you know, I'll give the example in, in the blog I touched on there before. Is, uh, we, we recently sold an investment property and it was that notion where it's like, cool, working through that process, I love the numbers, yeah. get it out on the whiteboard and go, hey, cool, here's all these, here's all the, the numbers, started, all that sort of stuff that we can look through and here's what we would do with, you know, the money we make off this. It's like, okay, cool. Here's where we can put money aside to, to cover off. Hey, cool, make sure we've got the safety net. Make sure we've got that and do exactly what you just talked about there. It's like, okay, cool. But then we've got this other money from that that we can have to, you know, do the investment, do the component or the the, the risk, the, sorry, the, the travel or the experiences because yep. that nurtures, you know, other parts of our money codes. And, yeah, and to be able to then sit back and say, okay, there's a the picture and I've thought of you about how we can make sure, you know, that we're both getting, you know, what would be, and does that make, do those, um, those numbers stack up to go, is it worthwhile selling that? Because the opportunity cost of, sure. you know, if we kept it, then blah, 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 these opportunities. And then you can paint those pictures and be very aware of what each other um, is being conscious of with the thought processes that is going around that. So um, fascinating, fascinating yeah. that like fascinating that this was never around years and years ago. It's, you know, people just kind of went through this and fought about money and made strange decisions. And <laughs> all it was is something as simple as really understanding your behavior around money. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what I say. It's why I love doing what I do because yeah. it is just bringing back things into it. At the end of the day, as human beings, all we truly want to be is feel safe and secure. Yeah. And a lot of decisions we make, and again, we all come with our different personalities and money personalities and whatever they are, but we all just want to be able to, you know, feel safe and secure be happy, live our lives and do what you need to do. And so by knowing some of these things, we can actually set things up to help achieve that goal and that purpose at the end of the day. Um, because we all often get caught up in the life and the world and, and all these sorts of things, but the more we can simplify it and bring it back to, you know, the simplicity and the, the, the core ideals of what that is, it's, um, yeah, we're all going to be better off. And, you know, when we're running businesses, as, you know, they can be complex beasts at times, but you break things down to some of the key core fundamentals of that and how we actually manage that, it's, um, yeah, it has a massive impact on people. Absolutely. And is that how you worked? Like, would you always um, try and sit down with everybody and understand them first before, you know, making other decisions or making other, putting other strategies together? 100%. Yeah, it's, it's all about, at the end of the day, it's that, number one, where are you at now? What are you trying to achieve? Where, what's the what's the purpose? As we alluded to at the very start of the conversation, and yes, anyone that I work with these days, you know, we're doing the the money archetype sort of quizzes to understand what the profile is and work out what's going to really nourish them and those types of things. And then it's all very much about having a personalised, tailored sort of way of sitting there going well. If he's a goal, he's the targets, and he's what we're trying to achieve. Let's make sure that we're nourishing, conscious of, hey, cool, what's the, the family picture? What's the business picture? And, you know, the, if there's business partnerships, we're making sure we're, we're, we're covering off the different relationships within that, um, the business ownership structure and the like to then be able to go, well, okay, cool. Then we can chart the, chart the path around that. Definitely, because that all leads into risk tolerance and all that kind of stuff. 100%. Yeah, spot on. Okay, fantastic. And so tell us a bit more about how you actually work. Do you work with individuals, corporates? Uh, do you work with any particular target market? Any particular yeah, basically uh, we, we work with, you know, well, normal small businesses and the like. It's usually those businesses that, you know, they've been in operation for, for a while. You know, they've got to a certain level where they're sitting there going, They've, they've done very well to get to, to a level you've got a few staff uh, and the like, and then they've hit a point where they hit that sort of plateau park and they're like, hang on a second, we're, we're making more revenue and we're doing all these things, but, um, you know, they're not seeing the results is cash in their pocket or, and, or they're, they're more stressed, they're, they're pressured and all these sorts of things. And that's where, you know, leveraging some of the things that we're, we've talked about here, it's very much that plan of putting that all in place to try to simplify that, understand where they're at and, and help them build what we call these pretty much, yeah, profit and people plans um, to be able to navigate that to make sure that we're uh, achieving the, the goals. And so, yeah, we work with a myriad of types of businesses. We do have a lot in the in the health and wellness space. Um, you know, it's probably some of that mindfulness, the background, you know, I've worked in, you know, large health organisations in the past and I love being fit and healthy. So I kind of, we talk about it as being, you know, that kind of space for these businesses that, you know, really aim to be healthy, sustainable, you know, forward thinking types of businesses. And that's who, who we work with um, from the business sense, you know, the 
the, the money mindset stuff that can 100% be done with individuals. Um, predominantly, we do do it with business owners uh, to leverage, you know, at what the vehicle of their business can be. But um, yeah, we're always happy to put people across those things as well from a personal sense. Awesome. And do you help people actually, do you guide them in making investment decisions or is it more just the st- strategy of setting up their financial plan in a way? Yeah, it's more so on the on the business front, so to speak. It's not sort of necessarily stepping into um, the the investing sense, so to speak. What we always talk about at the end of the day is, again, the business is a vehicle for you to be able to do what you want to do and how you want to do it, and to help you basically get more cash into your life um, using a business vehicle. And then, you know, the, we're not the experts. We're quite happy with how we invest and what the plan is, you know, from our own personal side because obviously research of uh, comfort with financials yeah, and those sorts of things but we also do love to collaborate in both the business sense and the personal sense where we sit there and go okay cool we've created this kind of money here's the the people that we know like and trust around whether it's investing and whatever the experience might be uh, and the like there so we do sort of have those partnerships again we don't want to be the the expert in everything we we, we sort of stick to the the, the profitability cash flow profit plans, people plans, money mindset kind of area. And by then people knowing that, it usually helps them when they do look at some of these other investment ideas. They they put it through a different lens, which usually helps them make um, you know, decisions that are going to help them um lead to where they want to go. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I can imagine that maybe initially when you work with a business, you're there more frequently and later on it's more of just a you know, you, the frequency reduces. Is that is that right? Or is there a point 100%. where you never have to be there at all? Or? Yeah, one hundred percent. We we get in, we do a heavy lift over a, a you know sort of intensive period, get people up and running, get them comfortable with all these things. And again, we're we're very much of that belief of you know, uh, teach somebody to fish to to catch the fish, and you know, then they can go off and do that. Then there's obviously certain ways that if people still want to have those touch points, check-ins, you know, we've got a bunch of, you know, proprietary tools that we use just to um, keep people ticking over. And so, you know, we have ways of just keeping in touch. And what we've found over the years is that we go in, we do the heavy lift, we have, you know, the touch points, we stay in touch and people are using similar tools and then something will happen. There'll be a life event or a business event or something. And then they're like, okay, cool. We need to jump back in. How would we position this? you know, talk through some of that mindset stuff and the behavioural pile or how would we set this up, bringing all that back together. Cool. It's maybe another little short burst of um, activity and that's cool. Get you set up again. Awesome. Off, yeah. off we go. So we're very much about the, you know, you don't need to be with us, you know, on the huge, you know, packages well, forever. It's not a life like, cool. sentence. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But what we do find is people love to hang around is because, you know, the, the way we work, what we love to do. And okay. yeah, you know, we, we the people we work with, you know, again, we only work with people that are right fit as well. And, you know, we have those conversations and we kind of, we know what the mindset is uh, of people. And, you know, we, we have a great fit with our, with our people. Um, so it's, um, so it's pretty cool. Oh, that's fantastic. And you certainly, I can see that you really enjoy what you do and, you know, obviously enjoy helping people put all this stuff together, which is fantastic. Yeah, 100%. It's, um, it's very rewarding when, you know, you, you see people, you know, the idea drops and it's like, ah, yeah, 
I've got this and I can see why this is. And I'll give you an example. If you got a call, you know, I did a, did a training um, session the, the other day and somebody just jumped on for a 15 minute chat around, you know, what, how they might set up something or other. And I just went, here's two, two bank accounts based upon your profile that I'd maybe consider. And then he's just like, mm. that's so cool. Um, and, you know, 15 minute chat. And I was just like, yeah, that makes total sense to me. Now I've always had this thought in the back of my mind. Well, Here's why the thought was in the back of your mind and here's a practical implementation of that for you. Um, and, you know, yeah, away he goes to be able to go, hey, cool, I know what he's going to be doing and that was part of what I touched on before, you know, set up a giving account, of, you know, or make a difference account. Um, you know, a, a certain amount of money that comes into his life will go into a make a difference account, nice. which, you know, is very nourishing for somebody that really hates that altruistic nature. Yeah, I love it. Sid, it's, fasc- it's a fascinating field, really. Yeah, um, now I love I love giving my listeners and my viewers a, a bit of a story or a bit of a case study to really kind of summarize everything you've been speaking about. So I was wondering if you have a little example of when you might have started working with a business, what stage they're at, and how you change their whole um, outlook and their whole result working yeah. with you. Yeah, cool. Um, there it is. You look up there. Sure, there's your plenty. <laughs> up. Yeah, client list up there, and it's like, okay, which one of these cool ones can I I talk about? But there, there is one that sort of you know it sticks in my mind. You know, family actually a trades based business, uh, family business, and you know they were introduced to me from a, a networking uh, partner who, nice. um, you know, had been working with with these guys, and they sort of said, you know, we're doing really well in business, but you know. At, we're profitable, but we get to the end of each month and there's no, no cash in the bank. And, you know, my networking finally said, that's something you can help with, isn't it? I said, yeah, sure can, um, 100%. So we, we jumped on a call. They'd never heard of, you know, profit first, buckets of money and all these sorts of things. And, yeah. you know, just gave the high-level summary of what that is, how we'd go about it. And they were like, yeah, cool. That sounds interesting. And I think that would work really well for us. And, you know, it was that process whereby, you know, we got in, we did the heavy lift and it's the classic example of what he's talked about. We, we changed the framing on how they were looking at, at different things within their business and the money and the bank accounts. And we opened up a, a bunch of bank accounts to be able to get them going. And, you know, they did a bunch of work themselves. They worked through some cool stuff. They looked at their business different and, you know, we're actually hand, holding their hands along that way. Changed a, a massive around, around and, you know, they'd come to a point where, you look at the financial results from, you know, obviously can't share the, sure, the specifics and details of that, but the cash position of them, they come around, COVID 1.0 hits, um, a lot of their competitors are struggling. They've got a bucket load of cash sitting in their, in, in their, um, in, in their account being able to take advantage of opportunities where, you know, some of the, some of the stock that they need to, to do what they do is, you know, got trapped on shipping containers. So they were able to, purchase more than some of their competitors because they had more cash available yeah. so that when all that did come through, they had far more stock than anybody else. So therefore then they were able to, you know, leverage that opportunity while other people were kind of struggling. Um, and, you know, so, so you look at what their year on, they've been working with this for about three or three odd years now. And you, you look at the bottom line position and, you know, it's multiple on multiple um, oh, each that. year after year. And, you know, now they've got a, well, they always had a had a four or five year plan to be able to achieve a pretty cool thing and operate the business in a certain way and do some cool family stuff. You know, got a young family, 
and the like, and they're they're well on the way to that. They can see the path, they hear the plan, and you know we've we've opened up multiple bank accounts with them once they've gone. Okay, cool. We want to do this now, and that's a it's a purpose. Okay, cool. Actually, let's let's look at some extra accounts for for these sorts of things. Right, and, right. You know, been able to support people through that. It's um, yeah, it's it's, it's life changing. On the chat, and she's like, our life would been very different. You know, button heads around money right. around business stuff and all the rest of it and then it's like you know that's it's just changed their life not even talking about the 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 money side of things and the business side of things it's the right the relationships they now have where because they they trust each other because they understand each other yeah and there's not a stress point uh, around money which is often a a big challenge um so it's one of my uh one of my favorite ones you and like listening to you it's fascinating because i suppose or i'm assuming that when people go through this journey um, they start off just un- trying to understand how they can manage their money and their finances better. But then through this journey, they start to realize how they can maybe change their whole business. Yes. Because yeah, 100%. They, have, they start working in a different way because they start thinking in a different way. And I think, all right, well, I've got that over there. Maybe I can actually do that. Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can bring on this. And probably their whole business starts to change as well in a lot of cases. 100%. Yeah, it's so true. And it's, it's because it's kind of this, you know, you're putting in boundaries and parameters around things that at the end of the day, people say, I'm not creative, I can't come up with new ideas and all the rest of it. But when you've been stuck in a house and it's raining every day and the kids are going crazy out there, you come up with ideas to be able to come up with amazing games and all the rest of it. That's right. And, that's right. you know, the, when it comes to finances and our business, you know, if you start to, rather than having a, a big bucket of money, we have some smaller buckets of money and you go to people, well, you need to operate your business off this now. People get very creative. It's like, okay, do I need a price different? Do I offer different services? How do we actually deliver on this? And all of a sudden, what you just said there, Darren, it's the, that, that part of looking at things differently. And so while we're talking in that financial space, it actually helps people think outside of the box, outside of the square to then go, okay, cool. And it's all tied back to, well, that notion of, is there a return on investment or do I really need to spend that money? And it's okay to spend money as long as we're very conscious of the return on investment. But if I'm going to spend out of this, then it's got to achieve this. That's right. And it gets people in that profitability mindset in a different way than, you know, what's your margin and what are the hours cost and, and this sort of really micro yeah. idea. Generic that, stuff. Yeah. yeah, that a lot of people, when they start in business, that's kind of what they're told or what they're led to believe is, what you kind of need to know yeah. to know your numbers um and we sort of yeah and, and so it is that very creative inspired way to be able to to operate i love it too because you get more creative when you understand the details and you understand the parameters that you're working with then you can yeah. start making more creative decisions i think it's fantastic yeah so true absolutely well, that Craig. Well, I mean, that is. I love that kind of stuff. You know, we could go on forever. Yeah, we probably could. And don't get me going, otherwise, I will talk forever. <laughs> but um, I'd love to for you to be able to tell everybody how we can find you and and work with you if they want to. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, appreciate the the offer to share details. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we're in the process of a, a whole business name change, rebrand, and all the rest of it. So I won't give out any of the websites and email addresses. But you know, find me on LinkedIn, uh, yeah. Craig Mentor on LinkedIn there you'll see this ugly mug and, you know, connect, connect with me there. And, you know, more than happy to have a chat with anybody around, you know, the, the money archetypes, the, the profit first stuff, you know, you can 
jump on and we can get you doing the quiz to give you some insights straight up that, you know, there's all, all the cool things you can do there and um, yeah, happy to have a conversation with anyone to um, help them along and, and share some of this, how that can impact them and their lives. Fantastic. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure, Craig. Really enjoy it. Yeah, and, I enjoyed uh, being on the call. And I always like to ask my guests to leave us with their final words. So any final philosophies around money or thoughts around money or business that you want to get? Yeah, I think uh, the final thought of philosophy is, is, you know, it doesn't need to be overwhelming. It doesn't need to be daunting. Yep. You know, have a, have a look within and, you know, try to simplify things. And, you know, this notion idea of, of you know, putting profit first, being very conscious that, Profitability shouldn't be an afterthought. It's that's why we got into business in the first place. And there's ways that we can actually do that. And I'd encourage anybody sort of watching or, or listening today, you know, you can go go out today and open a one new bank account, call it profit, hit it over there, it. transfer one percent of any money that comes into into your business into that profit account. And you will have started that notion and that shift in the mindset. Um, and, and sort of starting to leverage some of that behavioural approach. So, um, yeah, recommend yeah, doing fantastic. that. Love it. And, and on that, it sounds like it's really about habits. You know, it's forming good habits. Once you start to form those good habits, everything just takes care of itself. So true. Yeah, very, very true. Love it. Well, Craig, thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, everybody out there, I hope you really enjoyed that as much as I did. And uh, we'll uh, see you very, very soon for another episode. So, Craig, thank you again. And Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And uh, everybody, enjoy the rest of the day. Bye for now.